Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed host, is with us also today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we always want to bring you exciting guests uh, who can add to your uh, skills around leadership, around emotional intelligence. And today we're going to bring Joshua Friedman, one of the leaders in emotional intelligence, and we'll bring him in in just uh, a moment. And Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Relly. It's, uh, it's going to be a great show. We love having wonderful experts like Josh Friedman with us. Um, many of our audience uh, members will know Josh. Uh, he is obviously uh, one of uh, the foremost experts in emotional intelligence, the, uh, the heart of leadership, vital organizations, inside change, and my favorite, uh, the state of the heart. Uh, but obviously, Relly, before we bring our friend on, um, just let me make sure that our audience knows uh, a little bit about you, and um, maybe we'll do a little teeny tiny intro for both of us, so we can yeah. get right to Josh. How's that? Yeah. Yep. That okay, sounds fantastic. good. Yeah. I can say a word about you, Kathy. You know, you can get oh, in touch okay. with Kathy at her website, www.drkathygreenberg.com. And you know, Kathy has a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now, and a great way to Get in touch with her also is her fearlessleadersquiz.com where you can see some of her free tools. There you go, Kath. Thanks, Riley. That's perfect. And, you know, I want to obviously get to Josh as soon as possible, but I want to make sure that uh, any of our new listeners uh, know all about my dear friend and my co-host, Dr. Relly Nadler. And for those of you who don't know Relly, uh, he is a master level certified uh, executive coach, a corporate trainer. He has a blog uh, on psychology today. Uh, you know, Relly and I both have uh, quite a few top-ranked books. Uh, Relly's uh, Leading with Emotional Intelligence uh, also has an online component called Leadership Keys. And um, you can also get his free IAP called Leadership Keys. Uh, both of us uh, are you know, really happy to give you these free apps. So go to your app store and look for Leadership Keys by Relly Nadler. And uh, as Relly said, Your Happiness Now uh, by Kathy Greenberg. And I believe one more thing I'd like you to know is Relly's website. You can go to www.drrelly.com. Nadler.com, and you can also join his free EI Central site for tools and resources. So, Relly, are we ready to bring on one of our yeah. favorite people? I'll go we'll just say a word about Josh, and then we'll bring Josh on. So, uh, from <clears throat> Josh's bio, he's one of the world's preeminent experts on developing emotional intelligence and improved performance. So, he leads the world's largest network of emotional intelligence practitioners, researchers, experts. Uh, creating positive change in over 175 nations. And he's been working with uh, emotional intelligence for over 20 years. SixSeconds.org is his website. And we're going to get Josh uh, to tell us a little bit more. So, Josh, welcome to the show today. 
Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So we last saw you at the meeting in the United Nations, and that was very exciting that you guys were were helping host and and create. And we're going to just start off kind of, you know, generally, tell us a little bit about uh, Six Seconds Today uh, for our audience, kind of about your global vision and, and, you know, where you are and and what things that you're bringing to uh, the world. Wow. Well, we seem to be in a place in the world right now where we desperately need more emotional intelligence, and that's what we're trying to do. Uh, Unfortunately, the research says it's gone down in the last decade, and I think we're kind of seeing the effects of that. But um, our, our work is all about supporting people to grow and practice these skills and teaching people how to grow and practice their emotional intelligence in a way that helps them uh, support others to grow and practice emotional intelligence. And we'd like to see basically everybody in the world uh, able to uh, have the support to to do that. Well, one of the things, Josh, that I wanted to bring to the attention of our uh, wonderful audience, um, and I, I, I know we're now in, I think, 47 countries, which is amazing, and hopefully they're they're all listening. But when I went through some of your training, uh, what I was really touched by uh, was the the efficacy, okay, the, the the sincerity of what this tool can do and how it is changing the world and making everyone that comes in contact with you, your staff, and your tools more, more emotionally intelligent. How, when, when you went from being a consultant with 50,000 consultants, I think it was, worldwide, and you've now gone into this new um, environment for, I think, mostly not-for-profits, and that's what we were focused on at the UN program. That was, for those of you who don't know, it was a, an annual inaugural and hopefully we'll be doing it again, of all the emotional intelligence uh, specialists from around the world. And uh, it was fascinating that Josh was able to facilitate that. Maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Well, I think probably many people here are aware of the sustainable development goals, um, or you can just think about any of your goals, really. Uh, The sustainable development goals are actually all achievable now. Uh, why, you know, we have enough food, we have enough money, we have enough infrastructure to ensure that everybody has you know, those basic standards of living. So why isn't that happening today? And the answer is because we're not working together. And from a global sustainability and health and a thriving perspective, what are the capabilities that we need to grow everywhere? so that we can build a better future. And that's the focus of the, uh, it was the first ever conference at the United Nations headquarters on emotional intelligence. And I think it's really just about leadership and followership and (laughs) citizenship and how do we connect with each other? Uh, And the answer is we start by connecting with ourselves and how do we collaborate with each other? And the answer is we, we start by learning to listen to ourselves and, and find that self-acceptance and be able to express what we're feeling in a way that uh, lets us really communicate at a deeper level. This is the universal human language. Emotions are everywhere. And as we start tapping into emotions, we're able to 
cross boundaries and we're able to work together in ways that we couldn't before. You know, we've seen that in dozens of case studies that we publish on sixseconds.org. We've seen that in nonprofits. We've seen it in schools. We've seen it in huge corporations. You know, these skills of emotional intelligence really are the kind of bedrock on which our um, human interactions can work better. And uh, unfortunately, I think that bedrock is somewhat uh, broken in some places, uh, and we need to do our work to rebuild those foundations. You know, Josh, you've been doing this for a long time, as as Vi and Kathy. Um, what are you most proud about with the Six Seconds organization? Because, you know, for, for people who don't, don't know, I think you guys got your start in Daniel Goldman's book. They, they portrayed some of the educational processes and programs that you were in, and that was in 1995, and then you guys started you know, shortly thereafter. But when you look back yeah. now, you know, um, 25 years, what, you, what kind of things are you most proud about or where Six Seconds is today? Hmm. Well, there's, there's so many things. But I'll tell you two briefly. One is last year we did some research on the process of growing emotional intelligence and what happens for people. And we got a bunch of people to answer a whole bunch of questions. We have thousands of open text responses that we coded, and we developed this map of the journey of emotional intelligence. Hmm. And basically the answer that, that what people said is that when they started doing this process with us, they were able to be more of who they really are and connect from that place of authenticity with the authentic self of other people and to form... Hmm. Um, the sense of real human-to-human connection that uh, I think is desperately needed in, you know, in, in our workplaces and our communities and even our families. So that, you know, the fact that we, we see that this process works and we have, we have research to show kind of what is the journey of growing emotional intelligence and putting that in place. The other thing in that research is that a lot of people talked about, you know, I came into this work because I wanted a tool for my workplace or I wanted a tool for my clients. Mm-hmm. And what I ended up doing was changing my life. And what people talked about is that, you know, they realized that the way they're handling emotions right now is, is in the way of what they really want. And that actually, if we could engage with emotions in a slightly different way, and, you know, it's really not rocket science, but it, it, it takes a lot of intentionality and focus and practice. Uh, if we can engage in our emotions in a different way, we get different results. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what people are looking for. Yeah. So that's my yeah. first thing. And my, my second thing is just how many people, like Kathy generously just said, you know, all the people who work at Six Seconds, there's so many, you know, all, all these people that we encounter all over the world who are part of this organization. Um, they're really walking the talk. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is a group of people that just profoundly inspires me. And uh, I just couldn't be more grateful for having a chance right. to work yeah. with people who are doing And, Josh, I just want to say that to that point, um, and for those of you who are listening, I, I really would support everyone um, engaging at some level with Six Seconds. They have pop-up. Program 
that you can do with children, um, you know, not just anti-bullying, but truly teaching children at a very young age about emotional intelligence. I use some of their tools with my granddaughter, who's four. Um, I know that, right, there's such wonderful, beautiful things that you can do with this. I just encourage everybody to go to the website, right? SixSeconds.com, and look for something that touches you, because this is the one organization um, that I have stayed in contact through human interactions that I had over a training period of three to four days that have really, really lasted um, a very long time. Um, So with that, we're going to go to a break, Josh, so don't go away. Think about this. What what was... um, a personal or professional experience, okay, where you learn the most about your own emotions, Josh. So we're going to come back to that. Don't go away. You're you're listening to Leadership Development News. Can you tell I'm excited? it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. 
profiles and practices of top performers. We're talking with Joshua Freeman, one of the top performers in regards to emotional intelligence. And we're going to, um, Kathy just highlighted one of the questions that we ask a lot of folks now um, about where they learn the most about emotions. A lot of these shows, as you know, if you've been listening, um, we've been asking folks really for some research for our book coming out called Emotional Brilliant. And we're really trying to zero in on what are kind of the key emotions that drive someone, what's their go-to emotion. Um, you know, you think about emotions and performance, you know, so what are some of the key emotions that kind of gear you up for whatever the performance is that you have. And we're looking at emotional brilliance as the kind of the, if you think about a target, you know, and EI has a lot of competencies, the zeroing in on the target, the bullseye would be emotional brilliance, depending on what you are bringing to a certain situation. If you think about emotional intelligence as clothes in your closet and you have a big presentation to make, what's your go-to in regards to shirt, pants, dress, blouse? Um, So that's kind of where we're going. And Josh, with that, I think Kathy and I have talked about this in our past, but is there a professional experience that, kind of got you into your emotions and kind of learning more about uh, emotions and therefore emotions intelligence? Gosh, you know, I feel like there's just been so many on this journey. Um, I started my first company when I was like 14 years old. I started a DJ business. And um, I remember... uh, uh, a little bit later, I started a construction company, and I was just a terrible boss. And um, I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting the kind of engagement with people. Like I, I would tell them what to do, and then they wouldn't do it, and it would <laughs> make me angry. <laughs> and, um, and I thought that was leadership, uh-huh. you know. And um, so. I think it's been, you know, these points of struggle along the way where I'm butting my head against the wall and saying, like, this isn't working. I got to do something different. And I'll tell you, um, right now, uh, I wish I could say I've learned it and I figured it out and I know what to do. But I'll tell you what, right now is the toughest test of leadership, Um, like, beyond what I could have ever imagined. And I know all around the world right now, there are people who are deeply struggling with their businesses and their communities and their families. And uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, we did some scenario planning for our organization about, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? And not even on the map was the notion that everywhere in the world, we would <clears throat> have to shut down for a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that for, uh, Many, many people in, in our network, in our community, you know, they're, they're just in this thick of uh, this incredibly deep, complex challenge to which there is no clear answer. Right. And, you know, we're, we're going to grow through this one way or another, but it's not an so, easy moment. With that, you know, you, we're all going through this, and Kathy would speak to it too. You know, how, uh, how would you tell people to deal with kind of the losses, the fear, the Mm -hmm. uh, unclear expectations of the future, you know, given with the coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing is, uh, I think a lot of us who come from a, you know, more transactional um, 
like just get the work done approach. You know, as I described my my early my early attempts at leadership. Um, we're going to have a tendency to to shut off our feelings and try to get the job done, and um, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, when we have really big feelings, they they just kind of creep up on us, and and all of a sudden we find it hard to breathe. So I would say the first thing is to acknowledge this is incredibly difficult, and I feel anxious, I feel scared, I feel overwhelmed, I feel helpless. And those are very hard feelings. Those are incredibly difficult feelings to just own and to say, yeah, you know what, I'm used, I'm a CEO, I run a global organization, and I feel helpless. Yeah. From that, I think we have the opportunity to start saying, I'm feeling these big feelings because I really care. There's something really important at stake here. And that's, you know, my view is that feelings guide us to what's important. That's why we have them. And if we don't, you know, if we don't ask each other about our feelings and we don't Mm. tap into our own feelings, we lose track of what really matters. Mm -hmm. That's really good. I'll tell you, I I just... um, I started on our, our internal Slack, uh, asking some team members, you know, how, what are some of your feelings right now? Right. And by the way, uh, just a technical note, I, I much prefer to ask people, what are some of your feelings right now? Then what is, what are you, what are you feeling? How do you feel? Because we, yeah, okay. we, we all have lots of different feelings and you know, it's awfully difficult, if not silly to just try to give it one word, but yeah, you know, what are some of your feelings right now? And the answers. Uh, there is this beautiful range of human experience that people are sharing. You know, in one of our, we have a big team in Italy and we have a big team in China. And one of our team members in Italy just started writing about how it's changed in the last 10 days. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's hard not to give you the space to, to talk about that concept. But I think many of our listeners, um, like most of us, uh, also have short memories, and we forget that we've lived through a lot of different yeah. crises, right, in our lifetimes. Yeah. And this just happens to be uh, the one that's got our attention at the moment. And as a high-risk individual, um, <laughs> yeah. and I am a high-risk individual, uh, it, you know, it, it really um, resonates with me to ask people, right. what are some of your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's one big takeaway from today's show. That's, that's huge. Yeah. Well, when, you, yeah, when you were talking about uh, your own emotions, um, we're all good at this. You, Relly, myself, anybody who talks about emotions, we're very good at, at putting it um, in somebody else's lap, right? Um, mm. So when you think about the three most common emotions you go to that mm. you think you've evolved from when you were that DJ or that construction owner and now the owner <laughs> of a huge global business, right? Um, can you name maybe two or three of them? Well. First, let me just say, uh, Six Seconds uh, is a nonprofit, and so I'm actually not the owner. Uh, it's owned by the public, and that's one of the things that's um, very significant to me about this work. Um, and I think that sense of uh, connectedness, it's probably something that I, uh, for a lot of my life, longed for. 
that feeling of being part of. And so that, for me, is one of the most powerful feelings that helps me remember what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, one of the other feelings that I find really powerful, um, the word optimism is it, it, maybe a more, it's not really a feeling, but I don't know that we have a, a word for this, but a lot of times when I talk to people, they have a sense that I don't have a choice and I'm stuck. And so maybe mm. the it's freedom. You know, it's a feeling nice. of efficacy. It's a feeling of, uh, of possibility. And, um, you know, and then I guess the last for me is, is, is caring, is love. Yeah. It's the sense that, you know, there's people in a world out here that need us, and, and it's important. Yeah. And that pulls me forward. Yeah, that's so powerful. And so let me just reflect on that a second for the audience. So it's connectedness, a sense of freedom and, and possibility from that. And then this caring. And you and your entire team, no matter what you're doing, no matter who I'm emailing, no matter what, what question, the compassion that just screams out, um, mm. first and foremost, is, is just, if I ever want to get to feel good in my day, I just send an email to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that comes back to the, the story I was trying to tell about our team, team member in Italy who shared that now every day, um, yeah. just before supper, she's going out on her balcony and people are singing to each other and they're you know, just sort of spontaneously connecting and sharing. And, um, you know, and I think that speaks to this incredible resilience that we have and this incredible, we are social animals. And when we can, you know, we don't have to, we can be in social distancing and still connect. Like we, you know, the three of us are in different places. We can have this conversation and we can connect in a deep way. And from that connection, we get a strength. And, you know, I think that's the message I want people to take away. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so before we take a break, we're going to take a break in a moment. Um, what were some of the feelings from people in Italy? This helps, you know, for our audience who, you know, read about that, but what were some of the, some of the responses to that? Well, at the beginning, it was, you know, overwhelmed and stuck and afraid and helpless. And, you know, and then, as I said, 10 days later, it's, it's shifting towards empowerment and community and possibility. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So uh, we are going to go to a break, Josh, but we're going to be right back, and we have plenty of time to talk about more of this wonderful possibility. Um, So I want you to think about this question while we go to break. Which emotions have you found is the hardest for people to deal with? Which emotions are the hardest for people to deal with? So don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness, and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL, or return on leadership. You can, too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. And I hope as our listeners, um, you can hear the emotions, the feelings that Josh has in his voice, and and also Kathy and myself. Um, When you're talking with people, beyond the words, they're going to be able to really feel and and hear what's going on for you. And I think with everything going on with the coronavirus and that aspect of really connecting with people, and I think often, you know, we often say you have to connect before you direct. And so even now, you know, or definitely now, how do you really connect with people and ask them how they're doing, their family's doing, what's going on for them? Because that's really valuable. So the words are important, but then also I think you're going to hear it. You can hear it in Josh's voice, um, you know, that caring, that, that concern. So with that, I just want to add on there that I used to be really afraid of emotions. Uh-huh. You know, I grew up in a very hyper-rational parent. Right. They're both statisticians, you know, and I just like, oh, I don't want to ask somebody how they're feeling because they might tell me, and then what would I do? Yeah. And I think, you know, just over the years of practicing, um, 
being willing to just kind of, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to fix it. I don't, you know, just having a moment of, uh, you know, all you have to say is thank you for telling me that. Yeah. That's it. That's beautiful. And I think it's just, you know, being like you said, I think many of us have that, you know, is to ask those questions. You know, well, what if they're overwhelmed? What if they start crying? You know, and if they do, they do. You know, trust that they'll all kind of deal with it and we can deal with it. Well, I used to think, uh, you know, my internal monologue, like I'd be in a meeting and I'd see that somebody was angry or upset or frustrated or whatever. And my internal monologue was, well, if I open, if I ask them, it's going to open Pandora's box and then we're not going to get anything done. And what's interesting is there's some fascinating research about this, for example, with doctors. Doctors who ask when they see a feeling on patients' faces, when they ask, they actually have shorter appointments. Because when, mm. we, when we don't ask, when we don't acknowledge the feeling, you know, people in the room are not in the room. They're not in the conversation. They're in whatever is going on. Because feelings have primacy in the human brain. And especially feelings around challenges. And so just acknowledging it has an incredible power to be able to move on and, and, and do the other things we have to do. Right. Right. You know, one of the things that I've said a lot, and Kathy, you've heard this as a psychologist in private practice before I switched, so much of what I did, and this is, I think, in our time now, is normalize what's going on for folks. You know, whatever mm. they're feeling, and, and, and normalize that, you know, whether it's overwhelm or fear. But I remember thinking, is that why I went to school and spent all that much money to kind of normalize people's feelings? And, and <laughs> it, it's kind of, you know, that was, that was my go-to. We're going to ask you kind of what your go-to. But it was like, you know, that's what people need is just that, that grounding. <laughs> it reminds me of that old Peanuts cartoon, you know, uh, where... One of the characters is like being the psychiatrist, and you know, uh, uh, Snoopy is just being a friend. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> that's really five easy. cents. Right? Therapy. Five cents. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Josh, as you think, yeah, as you think about the challenges of being a leader in a, a let's call it a globally owned organization, I love that. Uh, when you are talking about the best way for people to deal with some of their emotions. What emotions are most challenging for you? You you said something that resonated with me, and um, I hope our audience laughs at this. But you know, my mother was a um, a Southern belle uh, who was a burlesque dancer, and my father was a Northeast hmm. academic Jew who very smart, very handsome, and so this combination right, was kind of lethal, you know, growing up in this environment. It was like, I went from the mother who was incredibly emotional to the father who was incredibly, you know, logical. And so, you know, you would get bounced back and forth. Um, So, again, like all three of us, and I'm sure many people who are listening, what emotions became challenging for me are going to be a lot different from, from other people. So, just if you can... Um, answer that question, that would be really helpful. So challenging for me personally? Yes. Um, well, I think that, you know, the, my first answer is what I already said. It's not really about a specific emotion, but it's just like the idea of emotion. Ah. And, um, you know, that, that emotions were somehow random and, you know, they were like happening to me and, um, and out of control. 
And then that, the second feeling I'm going I'm to go to is that out of control. I really noticed this when um, my son was a, a teenager, and um, we were having some of the fairly typical, you know, parent-child conversations, and uh, I wanted him to do what I wanted him to do, and he had no interest in that. And I felt really stuck. I felt helpless. I felt out of control. And my reaction to that would be to act really angry. But, you know, in fact, what was happening is I was scared. And so that... Yeah, that's normal for all parents, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just describe, you know, three-quarters of the world's population right there. But it's like that sense of of out-of-controlness, of helplessness, that I can't, I can't get the thing to happen that I want to happen. And I think this is part of what led me into this work, is recognizing that if I want to have X happen, and I often use a metaphor of a pool table, you know, if I want the, you know, the the seven ball to go into the corner pocket, I can't just grab it and stuff it in. Well, I mean, I can, but lose the game, right? (laughs) If If I want to play the game and have it work, I can't just stuff it in there. I've got to do something that does something that does something. And that kind of indirect um, work is called influence. Mm. And if we look at, you know, how do we influence each other, uh, a big part of it, uh, one of um, Stephen Covey's sons said to me, you know, my dad taught me, unless you let people influence you, you can't influence them. And I thought, you know, yeah, that's what empathy, that's a huge part of empathy. It's about a connectedness that we have. And when we connect at an emotional level with people, we're influencing each other. That's great. That's Stephen Covey Jr. And then it's about trust and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I interviewed so, him uh, about trust and <laughs> he was talking to his dad. I think yeah, it'd be pretty yeah. funny to, you know, grow up with, grow up with, a, sometimes I wonder about my own kids, like, what are they going to yeah. think a few years from now? <laughs> yeah. What, and I don't know if you've if you've gotten this, Josh. You know, my daughter who is 22 and, and also very very um, emotionally intelligent for her age. But one of the things you know must have been when she was like 15 or 16. You know, she said you know we had our disagreeing about something, and she's like, "Oh, really, good dad? And you're an expert about emotional intelligence?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like taking a knife to the gut and then kind of twisting it. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're good at that, and I guess we yeah, are, too. exactly. Um, so one of the questions that we've been asking folks, and I think this is where Kathy and I are <clears throat> trying to take some of the research we're doing. And let's say you're in a challenging situation, which we are now, <clears throat> all of us, but what would you say is your go-to emotion? Kind of like we said about earlier, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, you're talking to your staff. And you're trying to influence them. What what is your go to? What's your kind of priming emotion that can allow you to be your best in that conversation? That's interesting. I think you know. I think part of my answer is like whatever is there. Um, mm-hmm. It's about acknowledging, um, you know, and I'm. Uh, just touch, like putting your toes in the water of the experience that you're having right now. Mm. Um, for me, as a as a coach, and you know, maybe this applies, is that um, I think one of the challenges of being somebody who's very action oriented and um, 
you know, likes to deliver results. And, you know, as a coach, that's not your job. And to some degree, as a CEO, it's not your job either. Um, right. One of the things that's been helpful, an emotion that's been helpful to me is curiosity. <laughs> and to uh, just stop and yeah. wonder and say, like, well, what else is, you know, what else is happening here that I'm not seeing? Yeah. It's, by the way, a great question to ask when you're having conflict with somebody. Like, you know, if we saw things the same way, we probably wouldn't have a conflict, right? So, like, what, right. what am I not seeing here? Like, what, what, is, what more is there to this story? Yeah. And often now, the other I, person doesn't know, right? Like, often they're not aware of it either. So it's right. like, I feel like it's a little bit of a detective uh, thing <laughs> to kind of go, okay, you know, let me, let me learn something here. But Josh, you're saying something around curiosity, and I think as coaches, you know, that's a, a, a competency that's, you know, critical. But when Kathy and I went through this, you know, my, my go-to is what yours is, is curiosity. And if I can kind of go with that, I feel like I'm not being judgmental, and I'm really open to the experience. And not only open, I'm really mining, maybe another way of saying it, I'm really mining the experience and, and to see what's there. Yeah. And Kathy, when you remember when we talked about that, what yours was? I believe it's flexibility. Yeah, you said adaptability. Uh, that was what I recall. Yeah, adaptability that then led to problem solving. And I said mine was yeah. curiosity that led to empathy. And so, Josh, if yours and, is kind of curiosity, yeah. what does that also lead to? I would say empathy, but maybe uh, connection. Huh. Okay, beautiful. Stepping into the perfect ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're going to step out for a commercial break. We don't want to, you know, waste one minute with you, Josh. Obviously, we're (laughs) drinking this in like good wine. But we'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. 
Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com, take the free assessment, and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development Profile and Practice of Top Performers. We're talking um, with Joshua Freeman, the CEO uh, Friedman of uh, 6seconds.org. If you want to be able to see some of their, they have a ton of resources and things that you can immediately get, like Kathy was mentioning earlier. And we've been talking about identifying your emotions. We've, you've heard from all of us talking about emotions. But we want to ask Josh... Um, when you have these emotions, which we all now, it's probably more extreme and more abundant, these emotions, um, any tips, tools about then how do you express so you get the connection, you know, that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. So I think one thing is, you know, figuring out a time and place where you can you know, ask the question, you can share. Um, sometimes we don't know what we're feeling, but we can just say, I, I have a, you know, I have a lot of big feelings. It's kind of feels like a big storm cloud or it's kind of feels like, you know, uh, lightning bolts or zapping my toes, you know, if we can express our feelings with metaphors, if we don't know what the words are. Hmm. But um, what I was thinking about is even apart from expressing our feelings, there's this piece about um, understanding our feelings as advisors. And, you know, as coaches, you both have had this experience where somebody, you know, comes to you and says, I have this big question and let's, you know, let's talk about it. And they're exploring that question. They're seeing different perspectives. And I, I think we have multiple feelings. I, I would venture to say we always have multiple feelings. And what if these multiple feelings are like different advisors? You know, and we have an advisor that's telling us, like, you know, go attack the problem. And we have this advisor that's saying, like, like, hold on and let's be careful. And we have this advisor saying, like, you know, you're not hearing people. And you have this advisor saying, like, like let's, let's, we're, we're, we've got to get to the root of the problem. And, like, these advisors are all giving us a different lens or different perspective mm. on the challenge. And so I think if we can, we don't, our emotions aren't necessarily, we don't have to do what our emotions tell us, but we have to listen to them. And, you know, just like, you know, you, you, you go to a friend or a mentor, you don't necessarily like, blindly obey them, but you also don't completely ignore them. And so I think that stance of saying, these feelings are here for a reason. They're trying to help me figure this situation out. Mm-hmm. And so let me look at these different lenses, these different perspectives. 
part of what that does in our communication with others, if we then, once we've had a little bit of reflection, and, you know, it doesn't, not talking about hours and hours, like, you know, you're on the elevator and you kind of go through this. And that's one of the reasons we're called six seconds. It doesn't take that long to just kind of tune in and, and listen to ourselves. Once we've done that, when we go into a conversation with somebody else, we are already, we already know there are a lot of different perspectives. We've got them inside ourselves, right? And so we start listening to people and we, we can become less reactive because we, uh, we've already kind of opened up this possibility that there are different ways of, of, of perceiving mm. what's going on. And that perspective taking, it's like it starts inside ourselves. We have multiple perspectives. And then we can step to others in the room and have multiple perspectives. And, you know, at the end of that, either we get really confused or we get really clear. And, you know, if we get really confused, that means we need to spend more time at it. But I, I think that notion of, of just thinking about um, these emotions are here to remind you about what's important and to give you different perspectives on it. And, you know, and then when you start talking to others, you broaden your perspective. What's beautiful about that, Josh, is all the tools that um, that Six Seconds offers are just about that, right? It's about how many internal advisors on a practical level mm-hmm. are helping you on a regular basis make decisions, follow through on those decisions, and um, allow you that connectedness. Right, and how are you yeah. using those, if you will, specialties connect with information or people or whatever's going on around you? So I really, um, I feel very uh, fortunate to have experienced that. And I, again, I can't emphasize enough for people to go to the sixseconds.org website. Joshua, anything that you can tell us about what's new and exciting? that's coming up for you in six seconds? Well, one thing, you mentioned the state of the heart research, which is the world's largest study on emotional intelligence, and we Mm -hmm. are getting started now on the uh, 2020 uh, report and really trying to understand what's going on in terms of these global trends. And then the other thing that that we've started to do, uh, particularly in these times where so many people are needing to stay home, is uh, providing a lot more short, um, short courses, short learning programs that people can do uh, from you know on their on their computer, but still connect with people. And I think that's an important piece about you know adapting to the times we're in and, and meeting people where they are. I talked to somebody yesterday, uh, just coming back to COVID, um, who said to me, you know, the thing that's going to uh, get us through this. Besides, beyond medical care, the thing that we need is emotional, emotional intelligence. Hmm. And, you know, let's bring, bring this forward so we can, you know, work together and move ahead. Beautiful. And if people um, need to make contact, um, how do they reach somebody at sixseconds.org to get uh, some personal attention? Well, there's... Uh, a contact button there, and um, you can go to sixseconds.org slash contact. Um, we also have really active social media groups, and, you know, I've seen you guys on LinkedIn and 
uh, other places. And, you know, so we, we have uh, a lot of our team members and community members who are active on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and WeChat for those in China. And the one thing I just want to remind our audience um, about Six Seconds is not just for adults. So Six Seconds is one of the few emotional intelligence organizations that I know of that actually have programs for young adults, for children, for new moms. I mean, it's, it's like the, the one-stop shopping, if you will, for, for emotional intelligence. Well, our mission is to have everybody have the skills, and so we, you know, we need to find ways to bring it into our life in, you know, in all these different places. Your vision, Josh, is to have a billion people. Is it uh, be aware of emotional intelligence or kind of learn about emotional intelligence? What is the, what is the action verb there? Practicing. Practice. Right. It's not enough just to know it. We've got to put it into action in our day to day, you know, in our meeting yeah. at the breakfast table, you know, yeah. on our on our way to our, our, our virtual meetings. Yeah. Well, you certainly engaged us here to want to practice, Josh. And again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule schedule. It's gotten to that time where we have to say goodbye, but we will definitely have you oh, back. Thank you for having here. me. It was Really a great pleasure, as, as always, to get a chance to talk to both Fantastic. Of you. Really thank you, Josh. Hear your voice. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Tune Up Your Performance with Leadership Development News. And until next time, have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.